If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. I always agree. Zonal marking, you're giving the attacking team the advantage because they have the few yards advantage where if you're man marking, the maximum a defender should be giving them is the arm's length. Hello and welcome back to Off the Crossbar Podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and as ever, my co-presenter, Bradley Morris. How are you on this Thursday afternoon, Brad? There are many things I do like about football. Burnley are not one of them. I think it's not your happy place then. Burnley can fuck off. <laughs> Agreed. Never liked them anyway, being in the Premier League. But we've had plenty of stuff to talk about on this week's show. We've had midweek action in up and down the Premier League, um, except Liverpool versus Tottenham, because as of time of recording, that game hasn't happened. Uh, we are looking forward to this week's Premier League games and WSL games. We'll have our usual predictions league and our GTS, which is Guess This Squad, later on in the show as well. Right, uh, there's only one place to start, and that is, of course, yesterday's game at Old Trafford, where Manchester United played Sheffield United, and it was the Blades that ran out 2-1 winners. With goals from Oliver Burke and Keane Bryan scoring for Chris Wilder's sides and a Harry Maguire goal for Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Your thoughts on the game? Oh, it's not my fault when you first did yours. Go, go ahead. I mean, poor performance from Man United throughout the whole game. I, I just thought they were really poor. Like, this is one of the poorest teams that I've seen in a while. They're just... That's the thing. Yes, they've been top of the Premier League in recent two weeks, it was. But, and everyone's getting overhyped about it. But for me, I always said it means fuck all. They're just... Unless this was the last weekend of the season and they'd won the title then fair enough, but we just got past the halfway stage. It's silly to get ahead of yourselves and credit to Sheffield United. They took the chances and they got the win. I mean, a little controversial with uh, the one goal for the push on David De Gea, which he was clearly a push and I've seen given as fouls. I mean, what, it was a clear push on him. Every video I've seen of it, I can't see anything wrong with that. He clearly pushes, uh, Billy Sharp clearly pushes him in the back. You think that's enough that's for a penalty, then you or foul, you're, you're gone. Yes. That's a foul, you can't, there's, the, you're not allowed to have that sort of contact on a goalkeeper anymore. It's a foul. And then there was one a little later on where Harry Maguire was blown for a foul a little later right oh was it uh, i don't know already i can't think i can remember on um, the uh, aaron ramsdale and 
that was a lot less of a foul than Billy Sharp's push on uh, David De Gea, and that was given the say, it's like, how can you give one but not the other when there was more in the Billy Sharp one than there was in Harry Maguire's case? But United, they will know, disappointed, got to get back on the feet and go again and uh, perform a lot better than that if they want to beat serious title challenges. Because performances like that aren't going to win you titles anytime soon. It's just going to be too inconsistent. And once again, they're going to be just struggling, not making an actual title challenge and leaving it to Manchester City to run away with the league. You want more reaction? Yes. It was something along the lines of this. It's <laughs> <laughs> to the bottom of the league. Oh, that that's the United we missed. Yeah, I mean, they had gone on, I think it was a 13-game unbeaten run, accumulating 33 points in that time, which is a good run for United. But th- that game against Sheffield United should be the one that they are winning rather than uh, losing it in the way that they did. Especially at Old Trafford. That's the thing, though. Uh... United's form this season at home has been woeful. I mean, I think that might be their fourth loss at home this season, which is ridiculous. I don't know what it is. There is the lack of fans to bring that so-called United on to it. I don't know. I've never seen a United team this bad at home in years. I mean, I think that was Sheffield <laughs> United' first, um, what do you call it, win at Old Trafford since 1973. Well, that's the same, but you have to look at the past team. Does that mean why worse, surely? Not this start to the at home. Maybe the David Moyes era. I think he had a similar run, or maybe a little bit worse. But. Uh, that, it's really a bamboozling as to why they were so poor at home this season. And I mean, the impact that Luke Shaw had on for the few minutes that he was on in the uh, second half really shows that he's been such a spark in recent weeks, which I never thought I'd say. But I don't know. There's just not enough in it. And I think they need to pull up their socks and get going again and look ahead to the weekend's fixtures. So there's a lot when Luke Shaw has become your best defender. Mm. <laughs> Although I will have a little hate towards my Axel. Yes, well, we'll get on to that now. Um, Axel Twenzebe and Anthony Marshall have been uh, the victims of racial abuse uh, on social media after the game last night, and it was uh, absolutely disgraceful to see. Uh, just that thing's still happening in 2021. Like, there's just no place for it in football whatsoever. I mean, yes, the player's going to have a bad game. Everyone's going to have a bad game. But to do that, on, it's just, there's no need for it at all. Axel should come back to a place where he's respected. Mm. Yeah, there's no chance of him going back to Aston anytime soon. Well, we'll love him and appreciate him. Mm. It's just silly that this thing is happening in 2021. Like, There's just no need for it. Yes, you can slander a player for having a bad game, 
but obviously keep it within respectable reasons. There's just no need to go around calling him the N word or put in uh, monkey emojis or calling him a monkey at all. There's just no need for it for any player in football, not just Axel Twenze, but any player in any job of what they're doing. There's just no need for it in this day and age, especially if you're supposed to be a supporter of a club. That doesn't symbolise... I mean, that doesn't symbolise being a supporter if you're hurling that sort of abuse at a player. Right, elsewhere in the Premier League this week, uh, Thomas Tuchel took charge of the touchline at Stamford Bridge for the first time yesterday as Chelsea played Wolverhampton Wanderers in a game that finished 0-0. Solid result for Wolves there. I mean, they didn't really do much in terms of the attack in front themselves, but they managed to be uh, defensively solid at the back to deny Chelsea's scoring uh, in, under the first time under Thomas Tuchel. What are your thoughts on Tuchel's first game? From what I saw, there's still work to do. Obviously, it's going to take him a long time to implement what his vision will be, but uh, he'll be sacked before then, of course, if he doesn't pick the results. Mm. Well... It was everything to go by, and Mason Mount's fucked. <laughs> yes. It's just weird lineup considering when they were off the ball, he was using uh, Callum Hudson Adoy as like a right wing back, which was very surprising to many Chelsea fans. I don't think anyone was expecting that, but. I never had Tuchel down as a wing backs manager. Hmm. He was quite strange. To you never saw Neymar on his No, I don't think you ever would. I mean, he did only have one training session in between the game and his appointment, so it's obviously going to take them time to get used to his system. But it definitely looks like it could be an interesting time at Stamford Bridge to see how he gets them playing in the next few weeks. Like I said, solid result for Nuno Espirito Santo. So it's the type of result they needed. Uh, considering their slump of form recently in the league. Uh, the other game, obviously, was your Aston Villa losing 3-2 to Burnley. Uh, Burnley's goal scorers were Chris Wood, Dwight McNeil and Ben Mee. And the goal scorers were Aston Villa, Ollie Watkins and Jack Grealish. What are your thoughts on the game? Hmm, Jesus. Right. The injury was very harsh on Burnley. But they, we went to Southmore and we were Burnley. They, we, we were pretty poor in that second half. There was the worst of been all season. Yeah, I would say it's definitely up there. But the first half, we were unreal. It was like, the football we were doing. Just champagne levels. Jack Grealish was putting in another masterclass that he's now used to. Mm. Um, the goals we conceded were just, just shocking quality. Like the first one was bad. Yeah. That he's or marking the worst thing in football. I've all, I always agree. Zonal marking, you're giving the attacking team the advantage because they have the few yards advantage where if you're man marking, the maximum a defender should be giving them is the arm's length. So you should be within touching distance of your attacker. And then it's harder for them. To, I mean, yes, they can still score, but it's harder for them to score than having the attacker having three, four yards advantage just running into the box. 
And if all the teams do that again, it's not Burnley, for God's sake. Yeah. Uh, there's, very good. There's, well, Go just on. going on the, on the second one as well. That was fluky as fuck. Yes. Like Martinez clearly thought Vidra was saving. was getting that and he just didn't. I can't yeah. complain too much on the third one. No, I don't think there can be much complaints about it, actually. It, um, we could say poor defending all we want, but that was a very good header from a guy who hasn't scored yeah. all season. Hmm. There we go again, helping. We, we are the Robin, we're the real Robin Hood. <laughs> you sure it's not Man United? We always give to the poor strikers who haven't got a goal. Yeah. The one thing I'd say, uh, we were talking about online me. meltdowns and Man United because the meltdown on Villa it was horrendous. You'd think we were in the relegation zone. Yeah. They went nuts on night saying, means he's shit and again's finished, he's crap. But a bit of perspective was needed from some of our fans. Yeah. I think that's always the case though with because years have had such a good season and fans are thinking, oh, that's it, your season's done and you're relegated, rather than uh, it's just a platform and they're going to be able to recover from it. Yeah, I think people took the European exploits too seriously. Mm. Uh, elsewhere on Wednesday, Everton and Leicester played out a 1-1 draw. Yuri Tielemin scored for Brendan Rodgers' side, whilst Hamas Rodriguez scored for Carlo Ancelotti's side. Brighton and Fulham played out a nil-nil draw. And on Tuesday, West Ham v Crystal Palace 3-2. Uh, Mishibashwai and Royford Zahar scored for the Eagles, whilst Thomas Suchek scored a brace and Craig Dawson scored for David Moyes' side, which saw them jump up to fourth place in the Premier League, which is Question. very fucking strange. God. That's strange. But is Thomas Suchik the most underrated player in the league right now? But not by us two, but yes. Because those two have been talking about that, how that good he is. That man is doing bits of my fancy team. <laughs> He's an absolute cracking player. Uh, elsewhere on Tuesday, Leeds beat Newcastle United 2-1. Rafinha and Jack Harrison scored for Marcelo Bielsa's side, whilst Miguel Almiron scored the only goal for Steve Bruce's side. Arsenal put three past Southampton. Alexander Lacazette, Bukayo Sako and Nicola Pepe with the goals, whilst Stuart Armstrong scored for Ralph Hasenhutl's side. And the other games saw Manchester City put five past West Bromwich Albion. Ilkay Gundogan scoring a brace, Riyad Mahrez, João Cancelo and Raheem Sterling securing the three points for Pep Guardiola sides, which sees them leapfrog Manchester United and head at the top of the table with a game in hand over the Red Devils. City are looking a real ball. It's like King Owen said in Lord of the Rings. So it begins. <laughs> yep, yeah, the, the, they're just going to go on a run now. I don't see them losing it. Yeah. Uh, they're just... I mean, it was only a few weeks ago we were talking about how, well, it seems like it was only a few weeks ago, how poor they were being and how delayed they were to the season compared to Liverpool, Man United, Leicester. And they've just turned it around like that. And within a matter of moments, they're top of the league. And I think it's good. They've gone 
eight or nine unbeaten now in the league, if I'm correct. Probably more, but it's some it's close. And uh, they got their weak start out of the way like early on. Yeah. Whereas the other teams seem to start on that now, and they're just consistent. Mm. Trouble for Allardyce. He's going to need all the help. And I don't so know. They've the got a new striker coming. So uh, we'll jump on to some transfer news now before we look ahead to the weekend's games. Uh, Aston Villa signing of Morgan Sanson. I know you called him Kenny Sanson. I don't know why. Morgan Sanson from Marseille for... How did you get Kenny Sanson? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Morgan Sanson from Marseille on a four and a half year deal for a reported fee of £14 million. Pounds. Um, West Brom are said to be close to signing and by Dianye on loan from Galatasaray with the usual permanent move. They've also been linked with Oche Yuxlu of uh, Celta Vigo. Again, similar deal, loan with the option to buy. Uh, Jesse Lingard is said to be close to joining West Ham United on loan for the remainder of the season from Manchester United. Question on that one. Yeah. Is that the right move for him? I think it, it gets him playing time. I don't think it even does. Is it, do you I think he's he starting that team? I don't think currently he does. But no I mean, he just about makes the bench, probably. I think him and Bowen will be very interchangeable, I think. No. Bowen will do. Hmm. Interesting to see what happens if that does come through. Uh, the only thing that's meant to be holding that up at the minute, though, is um, the waiting for West Ham to turn uh, side Ben Rhymer's deal from Brentford into a permanent one because Premier League clubs aren't allowed to have more than one player on loan from a uh, fellow English league team. You can have multiple players in on loan, but they can't have more than... Uh, one player from the English leagues in on loan in the Premier League, whilst lower league clubs can. What it was just same clubs? No. So you can't have one loan player from, say, Chelsea and then another one from Man U. Pretty sure that's the rule. It's a bit messed up, that one. Yeah, but it only happens to Premier League teams. Low championship teams can. And below, but Premier League teams never, can't. Never know. Mm. Yeah. Um,. Elsewhere in the world of transfer news, according to Fabrizio Romano, this is in the last few minutes, Inter Milan and Roma are considering a possible swap deal between Alexis Sanchez and Edin Dzeko. Uh, nothing advanced or at this minute, but the two clubs are in direct contact, which would be a shocking deal if That's I ever saw that. So the next Milan derby is going to be Zlatan and Mandzukic versus Lukaku and and Jekka. Mm-hmm. Great tag match that. Yep. <laughs> if uh, any of it to go by what happened in midweek, I'd pay. I'd pay for that. Definitely, definitely. Uh, Joshua Zerxi, who's been linked with a move to Everton, uh, is set to join Italian side Parma on loan with an option to buy from Bayern Munich. That is set to go through in the next few days as well. Um, it's quite a quite quite a quiet transfer window as we edge towards the 
final few days now. Uh, closes on Monday. Oh, it's tough. Skull would have been for Leon and Messi to fall when I see fit. I mean, you're just hoping for anything decent. I mean, there's been four permanent transfers in the Premier League this window. So it's been a very quiet one. I'm not wrong in ours. It's the most uh, expensive. Yes, I do believe uh, Sanson is the most expensive signing. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it is also today, as of recording, uh, deadline day in the Women's uh, Premier League and Championship for uh, deals the for, play, for players to be bought from the Premier League or Championship that closes at 5pm and uh, to buy players from Europe or anywhere else in the world, it is midnight. Uh, the only bit of recent news was yesterday that Alicia Lehman has left West Ham United to join Everton on loan for the remainder of the season. Um, I'm not expecting many deals to go through there, but obviously you never know in the world of women's football or football transfers anyway. Definitely want to keep an eye out on to see if anything does happen. Uh, but like we said, men's football will keep you updated if anything does happen as well between now and 11 o'clock on Monday. It is 11 o'clock it closes on Monday, isn't it? You know more than me on that one. I actually have no idea. I think it's 11 o'clock. Um, right. So we've got a full fixture list of Premier League games to look forward to this weekend, as far as I'm aware. And it starts on Saturday afternoon as Everton welcome Newcastle to Goodison Park. That's followed by West Brom Fulham at three, Man City Sheffield United, Crystal Palace uh, Wolves at three o'clock. Then at half five, Mikel Arteta's Arsenal welcome Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's Manchester United to the Emirates Stadium and Rafa Asenhutl's Southampton against Dean Smith's Aston Villa round off this weekend's uh, Saturday's fixtures. And then on Sunday, Chelsea welcome Burnley to Stamford Bridge at midday. That's followed by Leicester versus Leeds at two o'clock, West Ham versus Liverpool at half four, and Brighton versus Tottenham to round off the weekend at quarter past seven. Um, obviously, most interesting one that, or standout one is Man United Arsenal uh, at half five on Saturday. I mean, I don't know how that game's going to go. I really don't. It's one of them where United could come back and absolutely destroy Arsenal or be a close game and then someone nicks it late on. You did owe them the receipt for the last one. Which was uh, 1-0 back in late November or early December, I can't remember now. They they beat you at their lowest. Yes. Uh, But it should be a good game, hopefully. So uh, Sky don't hype it up too much. Um, elsewhere, oh, yeah. another standard. Yeah, another standard game probably be Leeds at two o'clock. Brendan Rodgers versus Marcelo Bielsa's side. Tactically, I think this could be a very good game. But I think Brendan Rodgers, even without Jamie Vardy, have got to be the favourites going into this game. You've said all that, and Leeds will probably win. Well, let's hope you don't put them in your predictions league then, because uh, you know what happens the last few times you predicted a hey, Leeds win. Hey, I got this. <laughs> um, how are you feeling about your game against Southampton on 8 o'clock on Saturday? 
There's two teams, same points. Obviously, Villa ahead, haven't played a game less than uh, the Saints, but could be a very entertaining game to watch. Depends, really. I think we win that. It cancels the Burnley loss a little bit. Because I think mm. I would have had us, I'd have had us more to lose this one than the other one. Burnley. Yeah, it just just depends if we turn up again. We're clinical, which we know we can be. But then you remember what Southampton did to us last time. Yeah, fully. It is one of them where you got to hope the right sort of villa that we have seen for quite a lot of this season does show up and that uh, you can uh, block out. The tactical masterclass that is Ralvas and Hootel. I need to, I'll just, the way, I need to say this for audio listeners, obviously. The framing right now in our Zoom call is amazing. Are you ready to present the weather? Why are you stood on one side of the... I'm not stood, I'm still sat down. I was just uh, grabbing a drink or... You were sat on one half of the screen. I was expecting the weather graphics to pop up. Yes, and as you can see behind me, the weather in Birmingham this weekend will be appalling. I have no idea what the weather is actually going to be like because I'm not a weatherman. I've seen a yellow warning of snow. For God's sake, not more snow. Oh, Carol, it's enough. Get back to the football. (laughs) (laughs) Right. um, Yes, so you're expecting a high-intensity game and a closely fought one between the two sides. We've been better away from home as well, which mm. is all benefits to us, but we need a bounce back after that one went yesterday. Yeah. I don't see any... Oh. No other games really taken my fancy. I mean, I expect Man City to score about five or six past Sheffield United. <laughs> West Brom, Fulham being a boring nil-nil game, they might as well call that off now. Uh... Crystal Palace Wolves, I don't even know where Crystal Palace are in the table. 14th, okay. Crystal Palace Wolves could be a good game then. 13th versus 14th. Uh, I'm not too sure who I'd favour going into that game, actually. I guess not. I think Palace will be desperate for a win and Wolves will be seen as the sort of opposition they can, I guess, get it against. But Wolves winning the win just as much. Yeah, both teams definitely need it. Uh, Everton, Newcastle, you've got to say, this is one where it could potentially put another nail in the coffin of uh, a future at Newcastle. That man has enough nails in him. Oh, no, he's practically a pincushion. <laughs> True. I mean, they did appoint uh, Graham Jones as one no of his assistants that job. this week. <laughs> So you never know uh, if Bruce does get the sack. Graham Jones could easily take over for the remainder of the season. Graham Jones at Luton. It was about this time last year he got sacked. I was going to say, I knew it was the same one. Yeah. I just wanted to confirm. So within, within the year he's had three jobs. He was Luton manager, got sacked, was out for the rest of the season, joined up with Jason Tindall at Bournemouth and now has gone to join Steve Bruce up at Newcastle. Sounds perfectly qualified in Mark Ashley's book. <laughs> True. Um, right. I will 
allow you to actually we've got a full slate before we get into predictions Lee, we've got some wsl fixtures to look forward to this weekend weather permitting and everything else permitting uh they are give me a second i know manchester united are playing everton if i am correct uh casey stony side will be looking to continue their good form this season and hopefully get a, the right result against uh willie kirk side who could obviously hand a debut to jill scott and alicia layman but you never know uh with everything uh obviously weather permitting if the games are going to go ahead is that this week i thought that was meant to be yes uh, you know, you know, snow warning. Yeah, I've got to say, Arsenal could be the favourites should the game go ahead. Uh, definitely, Arsenal will win that one. Uh, Manchester City versus West Ham as well on Saturday, uh, Sunday. Sorry, uh, Man City are definitely going to be the favourites heading into that one. Phenomenal form, and they were phenomenal uh, last week. Uh, Chelsea versus Tottenham. Chelsea obviously set their new WSL record for the most uh, games unbeaten last night with a 4-0 victory over Aston Villa. Goals from Sam Kerr, Penilla Harder, Magdalena Eriksson and I forgot who scored the other goal. But uh, yes, that means they are now 32 games unbeaten in the WSL, breaking Bristol City's previous record of 31. Bristol City play Brighton in what could be a very tight clash between the two sides. Um, I'm not too sure who would say the favourites. Maybe you'd say Brighton just about, but you never know with this. And I do believe that is all because uh, Reading and Birmingham City have the weekend off. Did I say mention Chelsea Tottenham? Oh, yes, yeah, so yeah, I briefly yeah. spoke. That's why I didn't speak on Tottenham. But uh, Tottenham, they'll be hoping to give uh, Abby McManus a debut after their game last week was called off in the game against Chelsea. But I think Chelsea are definitely going to be the favourites and it's going to be hard to stop them this season. Right. I'll hand over to you now for the predictions league. Okay. As ever, three prem games and then three big wildcard picks. Nothing too special. But the first up, we go with West Brom and Fulham. You're seriously doing this one? Oh, yeah. Uh, nil, nil. Yeah, you said it was a simple nil-nil, so I don't know why you would go anything different. But I'm going one nil fuller. Okay, uh, game two. Leicester and Leeds. Uh, I'm going to go Leicester to win two nil. Leeds, Leicester. <laughs> Three one. Okay, okay. We don't speak that into existence. Uh, last Premier League game? Brighton Tottenham. It's a weird one to end on. Uh, it's an intriguing one. 
I'm thinking 3-0 Spurs. Ooh, how bold. 2-1 Spurs. Okay. Uh, away game? Oh, three random games, not three away games. That would make no sense. Barcelona versus Athletic Bilbao. Who's at home? It's at the cabinet. Uh, Barcelona are so inconsistent this season, but I'm going to give them a 2-1 victory. 2-1 to Bilbao. Okay, interesting. Sorry, I need to put it as 3-1 there. Game next one. Germany. RB Leipzig. Bayer Leverkusen. Uh, oh god. Oh, I'm gonna go with an absolute Desmond here. Two two. One one. Okay. Final game. Now this weekend, for you South American football fans, is the Copa Libertadores final between Palmeiras and Santos. Uh, I want to go with Palmeiras to win 2-1. Well, I'm going to go with the black and white boys of Santos. Look at that face you pulled at me. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I'm going to go 2-0 Santos. Um, just a reminder that Heading into this weekend's fixtures, you're on 48 points and I am well ahead on 70 points. So let's hope we can finish January on a strong point after a good showing from myself last week. Right. uh, It's now on to GTS, also known as Guess the Squad. So this is where we both have a game from history and we ask the other player, can they name any of the starting or how many of the starting 11 can they name from that day? Uh, Maybe a catchy jingle for the oh, Yes. <laughs> uh, last time out, Bradley gave me a Barcelona squad that beat Manchester United in the 2011 Champions League final, wasn't that? I gave you the greatest team of our era. And I gave you uh, the Aston Villa team of 2003 or two against Bamford City. (laughs) Yes. So uh, as I went second uh, this last week, I'm going to go first and then you'll go afterwards. So what game have you given for me? Thank you. Because you've got to ask, I've got to answer your one first. No, because didn't I answer? No, no, I answered second last time. Oh, well, that's my bad then. Um, So my game for you is a Premier League match that happened all the way back in 2009. We're in April. 
It was a Sunday, the 5th of April, sir. Yeah, we ain't got the same game anyway. <laughs> and it was between our two teams, Manchester United oh, and with. Aston Villa. Man United, Aston Villa. <laughs> Can you name me that Aston Villa team? Okay. I can have one of those brand new bastards. We didn't go for the same game, did we? No, we definitely didn't. Same season, but we were not the same game. I can name. I'm trying to pick how many you'd be able to name with my pick as well. I'll go seven. Okay. Okay, so number one, Ashley Young. Yep, Ashley Young is in there. Gabby Agbanlaho. Yep, Agbanlaho's there. I want to say John Carew. Yep, that's three. Petrov. Yep, that's four. Milner. Who's that? James yeah. Milner, did you yeah. say? Yep, five. Gaza. Barry. Yep, that's six. One more than defender. Curtis Davis. Yeah, that's seven. I'm going go to go the whole team. Go on, see if you can go for the whole team. Then. Is that not the other defender? Nope. He isn't. No. Right back is Happy Bay. Nope. I uh, know oh what, Wilfred Bowman, surely. No. Oh, God. Zach Knight was on the bench, by the way. Yeah, that wouldn't be. Can I then? Scott Carson, the goal. No. <laughs> Christ, I, 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 I could think I went with seven. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to tell you? Is there an obvious one that I missed? So the goalkeeper was Brad Friedel. Didn't think he'd sign for us at that point, first. Luke Young. Carlos Quella. And Nicky Shorey. Nicky Shorey? I keep thinking Nicky Shorey is the go to Martin O'Neill left back. I need to keep remembering that. Yes, and then the subs. Uh, the, he only made the one sub that came on that day, and that was Nigel Riacoca. And the other subs were Brad Guzan, Nathan Dalfonso, Zach Knight, Sally Fu. Gardner, I don't know, I don't know what you want to say there, and Mark Probably Wright. Gary. Yeah, probably been, would have been. Actually. It was the end of the season, it would have been Gary. I don't think Craig was with us at that point. Mm. He'd gone full blue nose at that point. Yes. He was the Man United goal scorer. That ruined it all for you. I believe it, Ronaldo scored one. I know he scored the winner. That's forever burned no. in my memory because he didn't do anything. Ronaldo scored two that game. Yeah, I know who scored the third one. It was Federico Mikaela. Yep. I, I'd, have been, I'd, years I'd old. have been more acceptive of it if he went on to actually become an unreal player. He didn't. He never did anything after that. No, he didn't. I mean, I, I fully remember my reaction when I saw that goal going. I was just ecstatic. I mean, I was literally like what Ryan Keeks was when he celebrated it. Well, you, you uh, took your shirt off and a hairy chest at your, your age. <laughs> yes. He's currently... Yeah. 
Federico Makeda. So in the time he got Man United, he made 19 appearances, scoring another three times. And then he had loan spells at Sampdoria, QPR, Stuttgart, two spells at Doncaster, one at Birmingham, then joined Cardiff permanently, had a loan at Nottingham Forest, then left Cardiff to join Navarra in the Italian League, uh, Italian B, Serie A, or Serie B, should I say, and now he's at uh, Panathinaikos. Oh, could have been. Yep. Right. So you're one. You need to name me seven. No, eight to win. Well, eight, well at least seven then. Mm-hmm. Draws aren't out in this game, you know. Yeah, but how would how would we decide who wins? We don't have a draw. Oh, well, we just have to accept it then, don't we? Mm-hmm. So, go back to 2008. This isn't Man U, by the way. Okay. 29th October 2008 at the Emirates Stadium. Is this the 4-4? It is the 4-4 between Arsenal and Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, Tottenham Hotspur. So that was Danny Danny Rose's debut when he scored that thunderbolt. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that one. Is it not that? That was, that, was a, that was a while I Was that the same season or season after? That might have been the following game because this is the Emirates. This is I think this is the David Bentley one. Oh, that that bank that was also a banger that game. And I nearly thought I fucked it then, but I didn't because I want you to name at least seven of the Arsenal team. Two thousand and nine. Two or 2008-9 season. And as we've done with Martin, it was the starting 11. And then the 7 of the starting 11. Fucking hell, boys. Um, back resanya. It's not that bad, actually. Back resanya is one of them. Van Persie? And it's two. What are you are not three fingers for? Because you're probably going to say a third one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't necessarily mean I've got it right. <laughs> well, I just messed up. Manuel Amunier in goal? At least three. Okay. Um, oh, my mind's gone. Oh, Jack Wilshire? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that is your mistake. Cunt's always injured, isn't he? <laughs> I don't even think he was in the squad at this point. Was he not? I swear it was, that was too late for him. I feel like it was the season after. Okay. Um, 2008. You're missing a big one. Am I? Theo Walcott? That is four. Okay. I think he wasn't the obvious one then. No, it would have been nothing as two. The obvious. Fabregas. That is five. Okay. Was no, he wasn't. Oh, don't, no, that wasn't the same season. I feel like that was a season or two later that he did. He scored four goals against Liverpool. You know who I'm on about. I do, and is it your guess? No. Um, 
Thomas Marlin? Was he one of the centre backs? Is that your final guess? Yeah. Eh, eh. <laughs> Come then, run me through. No, he's not even on the bench. So, the full 11. Almunia, you said. Bakri Sanya, you said. Yeah, yep. You forgot the famous number 10. Who was Arsenal's number 10 then? In centre back, William Gallas. William Gallas was still at Arsenal then? Yeah, number 10. Who <laughs> remembers Gallas because he had number 10? Yeah, but I didn't think he was still at Arsenal or in the squad then. Well, you're kicking yourself for his partner because his partner was Mikel Silvestre. That was the season we sold him to Arsenal as well, from Man United. You forgot the left back, Gael Clichy. Gail Clichy, not Gail. Gail. Gail, I don't know. Right. Set midfield, Fabregas, you said. Their whole defence there was French. Sanya, yep. Clichy, Gallas and Sylvester. Yep. Wait, where's Armunier from? Armunier, Spanish. Yeah, I was going to Okay, so I said Fabregas in midfield. Wilcott. Yep. Sammy and Azra. Yeah. And the other one you wouldn't have got, if you remember him, Denilson. Zillian Denilson. Yep. Yeah, I do remember him there. And Lamberti, you said. Yeah. No, it is, and he's strike partner. Is it a well known name? It's a pretty well known name, because let's just say, when you got that wrong, I'm sprinting, and I'm sprinting, Adebayor. and I'm sprinting Adebayor. all the way down the way end, because Emmanuel Adebayor is the strike partner he missed. Oh, okay. okay. Uh, and just for bait, the bench was Fabianski, still going strong. Yeah, I told his brother. Colo, 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 Colo. Alex yeah, Song, what a legend. Song Belong. The man who clearly has robbed Gallas' number, Abu Dhabi. Mm-hmm. The lunatic that was Emmanuel Abue. Crazy man. LAFC's finest, Carlos Vela. Carlito! And, and the Lord Bit, and Saviour. And Bit365's favourite man, Nicholas Bentner. Well, or was known as the Lord. I completely forgot, Lord Bentner. Yes, the Lord. All hail the Lord, Bentner. Mm. Do you want to know this Tottenham team as well? Because this is hilarious. Go on then. This, this defence is brilliant. <laughs> so they've played 5 4 1. Aurelio Gomez in goal. No surprise there. And a five at the back of Alan Hutton, Gareth Bale, Redger Chorley again. You left back. Carry on. Did you ever say Vedran Chorloka? Yeah, I did he say Chorloka. Benoit Asuakata. And Jonathan Woodgate. Jesus Christ, that is. Get rid of the midfield. The midfield is, is even more lightweight. David Bentley, as I said, because of the amazing goal, if I'm right, in that game. 
And yeah, Jermaine he G- scored the uh, first goal. Jermaine Genus is another. Tom Huddleston. Jesus Christ. And a recently signed Luka Modric. Quality player. And up front, they had Roman Pavlichenko. Oh. Wow. And their bench for the time is quite good. So, backup goalkeeper is Cesar, never heard of him. Chris Gonta. Mm hmm. Aubrey Coast legend Didier Zakora. Jesus, forgot about him. Didier Zakora. Prime Aaron Lennon. Mm, was there ever a prime Aaron Lennon? Oh, there was. There was a prime Aaron Lennon. Jamie O'Hara. Jesus Christ. And then two strikers on the bench in Darren Bent and Fraser Campbell. I forgot Fraser Campbell went there. Yeah. 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 So, uh, you've won that one. So that, does that make it 2-1 two, two or 2-2 two, two now? It's... Tr- and isn't and this not the fourth game? Yeah, that's what I was saying. Is it two, it's one, three, one. two, two, or three? So you've won three, three. and I've won last week. The only thing that you're winning. I'm winning in life. <laughs> right. Uh, that is all we have time for on this week's show. We'll be back at the start of next week to wrap up all the games uh, and big talking points from across the world of football and have a look through any transfer deals that happen which i don't imagine will happen uh as obviously the ongoing pandemic is making teams cash trapped and more focus on summer deals i don't think there's more chance of Sheffield United being man city than seeing a massive deadline down move i agree and west brom versus fulham being entertaining and good to watch right uh, when listening to make sure you like comment and subscribe enjoy the rest of your weekend and we will see you as we said at the start of next week until then it's goodbye from me goodbye from my co-presenter brad see ya and we'll see you soon